Chapter Thirty of Narda the Lily by H. Ryder Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Coming of Narda. One night, it was a night of full moon, I sat alone with Umslopogaas in my hut, and we spoke of the matter of our plots. Then, when we had finished that talk, we spoke of Narda the Lily. Alas, my uncle said umslopogaas sadly we shall never look more on nada she is surely dead or in bonds otherwise she had been here long ago i have sought far and wide and can hear no tidings and find nothing all that is hidden is not lost i answered yet i myself believed there was an end of nada then we were silent a while and presently in the silence a dog barked we rose and crept out of the hut to see what it might be that stirred for the night drew on and it was needful to be wary since a dog might bark at the stirring of a leaf or perhaps it might be the distant footfall of an impi that it heard we had not far to look for standing gazing at the huts like one who is afraid to call was a tall slim man holding an assegai in one hand and a little shield in the other we could not see the face of the man because the light was behind him and a ragged blanket hung about his shoulders also he was footsore for he rested on one leg now we were peering round the hut and its shadow hid us so that the man saw nothing for a while he stood still then he spoke to himself and his voice was strangely soft here are many huts said the voice how may i know which is the house of my brother perhaps if i call i shall bring soldiers to me and be forced to play the man before them and i am weary of that well i will lie here under the fence till morning it is a softer bed than some i have found and i am worn out with travel sleep i must and the figure sighed and turned so that the light of the moon fell full upon its face my father it was the face of nada my daughter whom i had not seen for so many years yet across the years i knew it at once yes though the bud had become a flower I knew it the face was weary and worn but ah it was beautiful never before nor since have i seen such beauty for there was this about the loveliness of my daughter the lily it seemed to flow from within yes as light will flow through the thin rind of a gourd and in that she differed from the other women of our people who when they are fair are fair with the flesh alone now my heart went out to nada as she stood in the moonlight one forsaken not having where to lay her head nada who alone was left alive of all my children i motioned to umslopogaas to hide himself in the shadow and stepped forward oh i said roughly who are you wanderer and what do you hear now nada started like a frightened bird but quickly gathered up her thoughts 
and turned upon me in a lordly way who are you that ask me she said feigning a man's voice one who can use a stick upon thieves and night prowlers boy come show your business or be moving you are not of this people surely that moocher is of a swazi make and here we do not love swazis were you not old i would beat you for your insolence said nada striving to look brave and all the while searching a way to escape also i have no stick only a spear and that is for warriors not for an old umfaguzan like you ay my father i live to hear my daughter name me an umfaguzan a low fellow now making pretence to be angry i leaped at her with my kerry up and forgetting her courage she dropped her spear and uttered a little scream but she still held the shield before her face i seized her by the arm and struck a blow upon the shield with my kerry it would scarcely have crushed a fly but this brave warrior trembled sorely where now is your valour you who name me umfagozan i said you who cry like a maid and whose arm is soft as a maid's she made no answer but hugged her tattered blanket round her and shifting my grip from her arm i seized it and rent it showing her breast and shoulder then laughing i let her go and said lo here is the warrior that would beat an old umfagozan for his insolence a warrior well shaped for war now my pretty maid who wander at night in this garment of a man what tale have you to tell swift with it lest i drag you to the chief as his prize the old man seeks a new wife they tell me now when nada saw that i had discovered her she threw down the shield after the spear as a thing that was of no more use and hung her head sullenly but when i spoke of dragging her to the chief then she flung herself upon the ground and clasped my knees for since i called him old she thought that this chief could not be umslopogaas oh my father said the lily oh my father have pity on me yes yes i am a girl a maid no wife and you who are old you perchance have daughters such as i and in their name i ask for pity my father i have journeyed far i have endured many things to find my way to a kraal where my brother rules and now it seems that i have come to the wrong kraal forgive me that i spoke to you so my father it was but a woman's faint and i was hard pressed to hide my sex for my father you know it is ill to be a lonely girl among strange men now i said nothing in answer for this reason only that when i heard nada call me father not knowing me and saw her clasp my knees and pray to me in my daughter's name i who was childless save for her went nigh to weeping but she thought that i did not answer because i was angry and about to drag her to this unknown chief and implored me the more even with tears my father she said do not this wicked thing by me let me go and show me the path that i shall ask you who are old 
you know that i am too fair to be dragged before this chief of yours hearken all i knew are dead i am alone except for this brother whom i seek oh if you betray me may such a fate fall upon your own daughter also may she also know the day of slavery and the love that she wills not and she ceased sobbing now i turned my head and spoke towards the hut chief i said your echlose is kind to you to-night for he has given you a maid fair as the lily of the halakazi here nada glanced up wildly come then and take the girl now nada turned to snatch up the assegai from the ground but whether to kill me or the chief she feared so much or herself i do not know and as she turned in her woe she called upon the name of umslopogaas she found the assegai and straightened herself again and lo there before her stood a tall chief leaning on an axe but the old man who threatened her was gone not very far in truth but round the corner of the hut now nada the lily looked then rubbed her eyes and looked again surely i dream she said at last but now i spoke to an old man and in his place there stands before me the shape of one whom i desire to see i thought maiden that the voice of a certain nada called upon one umslopogaas said he who leaned upon the axe ay i called but where is the old man who treated me so scurvily nay what does it matter where he is there let him stop at least you are umslopogaas my brother or should be by your greatness and the axe to the man i cannot altogether swear in this light but to the axe i can swear for once it passed so very near my eyes thus she spoke on gaining time and all the while she watched umslopogaas till she was sure that it was he and no other then she ceased talking and flinging herself on him she kissed him now i trust that zinita sleeps sound murmured umslopogaas for suddenly he remembered that nada was no sister of his as she thought nevertheless he took her by the hand and said enter sister of all maidens in the world you are the most welcome here for no i believed you dead but i mopo ran into the hut before her and when she entered she found me sitting by the fire now here my brother said nada pointing at me with her finger here is that old umfaguzan that low fellow who unless i dream but a very little while ago brought shame upon me ay my brother he struck me a maid with his kerry and that only because i said that i would stab him for his insolence and he did worse he swore that he would drag me to some old chief of his to be a gift to him and this he was about to do had you not come will you suffer these things to go unpunished my brother now umslopogaar smiled grimly and i answered what was it that you called me just now nada 
when you prayed me to protect you father was it not and i turned my face towards the blaze of the fire so that the full light fell upon it yes i call you father old man it is not strange for a homeless wanderer must find fathers where she can and yet no it cannot be so changed and that white hand and yet oh who are you once there was a man named mopo and he had a little daughter and she was called nada oh my father my father i know you now ay nada and i knew you from the first through all your man's wrappings i knew you after these many years so the lily fell upon my neck and sobbed there and i remember that i also wept now when she had sobbed her fill of joy from slopegas brought nada the lily mass to eat and mealy porridge she ate the curdled milk but the porridge she would not eat saying that she was too weary then she told us all the tale of her wanderings since she had fled away from the side of umslopegas at the stronghold of the halakazi and it was long so long that i will not repeat it for it is a story by itself this i will say only that nada was captured by robbers and for a while passed herself off among them as a youth but in the end they found her out and would have given her as a wife to their chief only she persuaded them to kill the chief and make her their ruler they did this because of that medicine of the eyes which nada had only among women for as she ruled the halakazi so she ruled the robbers but at the last they all loved her and she gave it out that she would wed the strongest then some of them fell to fighting and while they killed each other for it came about that nada brought death upon the robbers as on all others she escaped for she said that she did not wish to look upon their struggle but would await the upshot in a place apart after that she had many further adventures but at length she met an old woman who guided her on her way to the ghost mountain and who this old woman was none could discover but galazi swore afterwards that she was the stone witch of the mountain who put on the shape of an aged woman to guide nada to umslopegas to be the sorrow and the joy of the people of the axe i do not know my father yet it seems to me that the old witch would scarcely have put off her stone for so small a matter now when nada had made an end of her tale umslopegas told his of how things had gone with dingaan when he told her how he had given the body of the girl to the king saying that it was the lily's stalk she said it had been well done and when he spoke of the slaying of the traitor she clapped her hands though nada whose heart was gentle did not love to hear of deeds of death at last he finished and she was somewhat sad 
and said it seemed that her fate followed her and that now the people of the axe were in danger at the hands of dingaan because of her ah my brother she cried taking umslopogaas by the hand it were better i should die than that i should bring evil upon you also that would not mend matters nada he answered for whether you be dead or alive the hate of dingaan is already earned also nada know this i am not your brother when the lily heard these words she uttered a little cry and letting fall the hand of umslopogaas clasped mine shrinking up against me what is this tale father she asked he who was my twin he with whom i have been bred up says that he has deceived me these many years that he is not my brother who then is he father he is your cousin nada ah she answered i am glad it would have grieved me had he whom i loved been shown to be but a stranger in whom i have no part and she smiled a little in the eyes and at the corners of her mouth but tell me this tale also so i told her the story of the birth of umslopogaas for i trusted her ah she said when i had finished ah you come of a bad stock umslopogaas though it is a kingly one i shall love you little henceforth child of the hyena man then that is bad news said umslopogaas for no nada i desire now that you should love me more than ever that you should be my wife and love me as your husband now the lily's face grew sad and sweet and all the hidden mockery went out of her talk for nada loved to mock did you not speak to me on that night in the halakazi caves umslopogaas of one zinita who is your wife and inkosikaas of the people of the axe then the brow of umslopogaas darkened what of zinita he said it is true that she is my chieftainess it is not allowed a man to take more than one wife so i trust answered nada smiling else men would go unwed for long for few maids would marry them who then must labour alone all their days but umslopogaas if there are twenty wives yet one must be first now this has come about hitherto that wherever i have been it has been thrust upon me to be first and perhaps it might be thus once more what then umslopogaas let the fruit ripen before you pluck it nada he answered if you love me and will wed me it is enough i pray that it may not be more than enough she said stretching out her hand to him listen umslopogaas ask my father here what were the words i spoke to him many years ago before i was a woman when with my mother makrofa i left him to go among the swazi people it was after you had been borne away by the lion umslopogaas i told my father that i would marry no man all my life because i loved only you who were dead my father reproached me saying that i must not speak thus of my brother 
but it was my heart which spoke and it spoke truly for see umslopogaas you are no brother to me i have kept that vow how many men have sought me in wedlock since i became a woman umslopogaas i tell you that they are as the leaves upon a tree yet i have given myself to none and this has been my fortune that none have sought to constrain me to marriage now i have my reward for he whom i lost is found again and to him alone i give my love yet some slopagas beware little luck has come to those who have loved me in the past no not even to those who have but sought to look on me i will bear the risk nada the slaughterer answered and gathering her to his great breast he kissed her presently she slipped from his arms and bade him be gone for she was weary and would rest so he went End of chapter thirty